Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready?
Welcome to Ebony's Thursday night, dating night. And um, I'm sorry, I've got a little bit of a husky thing going on. It's a cold, but uh, it's getting to the end. But I thought, you know, I can't miss tonight because I've got a really great guest for you. And I wanted to be here to have a conversation. So I am excited about having a conversation with Amy Ledington and... um, She's a really great conscious dating coach, and it's an opportunity to learn from her. So I'm not worried about the voice. I know that she's going to do most of the talking. Um, And to all of you out there, let me just say hi. If you've missed me for a few weeks, yeah, we've been down. uh, Well, I wasn't well. There was things happening, and I've been busy, busy, busy. But I decided that, you know, it would be good to come back when we have something to talk about So we do tonight, we are going to talk about conscious dating and how to be ready for the ultimate conscious dating experience. Wow, isn't that exciting? It's exciting for me. So let me bring in my guest. Um, uh, I have to say as well that Lady T is still not back with us. So anybody who's looking out for Lady T, um, I think maybe another couple of weeks or so she'll be in. But I'm going to try and uh, continue our Thursday nights. But anyway, uh, let's see how we do. Let's see how we do. So let me bring in Amy, Amy Leddington, Le- Leningham. Sorry, Leningham. Oh, God, she's going to kill me for getting her name wrong. But, yeah, um, Amy is um, a master relationship dating coach, and she was trained by the Relationship Coaching Institute, and she is really good at what she does. She's all about conscious dating. And I know you guys are going to love the experience of learning from her. So, hi, Amy. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm doing so well. Like you, I'm recovering from a cold as well. So it's, it's getting around all over the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I started off with a little bit of a cough. Uh, I think on Monday, and uh, I know that Vic's, Vicky, uh, who also, you know, uh, who yep. listens to the show, and we've been doing some dating trials and playing around, um, well, you know, she's now got no voice at all, and we've not met up, and yet oh, we're both no. ill. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so we've much for being a trooper. Jeez, I mean, yeah, I can well, imagine, you're probably so tired. <laughs> yes, yes. But I work today, so there's no excuse, um, and I'm I'm off tomorrow, so really I thought, you know, let's push it over the edge, it can't get any worse, it can only get better, um, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how I survive this next sort right. of uh, nine, 90 minutes or more, um, and I just want to say to people if they're listening in, uh, it's an opportunity, and I'm sure you'll share this with me, Amy, it's an opportunity to mm-hmm. learn about conscious dating and if people have questions you kind of happy to respond anybody calling in you know and and wants to know more i think we'd love to hear from you let me say the number to call in 347-945-7556 give us a call in even if it's just to say hi because you haven't spoken to me in a while all right i'd love to hear from all my u.s listeners and everybody out there in the virtual world and just quickly to say hi to the people in my chat room. Uh, thank you 
for joining me. I hope you're going to enjoy the conversation tonight. Rich sister, I have not seen you in a while, but much love to you and living the devolicious life. Um, hope you guys are well. Okay, so Amy, um, you know, I did say you're a master relationship dating coach. Do you want to say something about what that means and also what is conscious dating about? Yeah, so, um, you know, my journey into becoming a relationship coach started with uh, my own struggles in dating for a really long time. And I think I did, like, online dating. I did everything. I was very (laughs) goal-oriented. I wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, I wanted to have love in my life. But I didn't really understand how to achieve that. And I always thought it was, you know, you put yourself out there and you just do it. But it actually has a little bit more strategy to that. And part of what I had to do is take a real long break and start working on myself. And what I found out was what shows up inside actually shows up outside. So um, me becoming a coach was more so learning the technique so that I could help my clients because it worked for myself. I went through personal growth classes. I went through, you know, dating workshops. And I started really taking a look at myself in the mirror. And because of that, I knew exactly what I wanted, what I didn't want. I was able to use a law of attraction to date and, and actually meet my husband. So I've met the love of my life after struggling all those times, but when I returned to dating after three months, you know, it was a lot easier to um, draw in the right person. And we've been together for four and a half years. We're celebrating that. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah, so how did you meet your husband? Did you meet him... Uh, in one of the conscious dating circles, or where did you meet him? <laughs> no, you know what? I met him. On, I met him online. It's the approach, and you were asking about conscious dating. Conscious dating truly yeah. is about understanding your own personal life vision, your own purpose in life, understanding your non-negotiables, and having a voice. Because I think a lot of us we we know what's right for us. We know. We have an idea of what we want, but we have a very hard time vocalizing that. And part of that is becoming the chooser. So when you're conscious dating, you start being selective in the manner of, does this person fit the vision of life that I want? Is this person overstepping their boundaries? And how do I explain to them what I want and see where they, if they're willing to step up to the game? So um, a lot of conscious dating is about really identifying who you are internally so that when you show up authentically, you'll either, and I call this like attracts like, you'll, you'll either know the person fits into your world or they're totally, they're they're not um, a good fit. Does that resonate? Yeah, yeah, that sounds, that sounds, yeah, it sounds sensible. <laughs> I, I just wonder, and I, that's why I kind of hesitated, wondered when you look online, um, because, you know, me and Vicky have been doing that exercise recently. And I have to announce, because she can't speak tonight, so she can't even get me. But she had a date. She actually had a date. All she those people have been listening. For months, she has finally had a date. And uh, she I, she went out, and we talked about it. And I know she had a great time. Well, I think she's still waiting to see where it all goes. But I am so proud of her for just 
getting out there and starting today, actually meeting somebody after such a long time. Um, and I think it's been something like about five, six years since she's properly been out and dated anyone, that she actually went out and dated someone. And I'm happy to say I sponsored that because one of the things we talked about, Aww. I think, in the past on this show was, like, how do you meet people? So online is a great experience, but um, my mum and dad had a 60th, uh, 60 years celebration anniversary. Um, so they're they're on a diamond anniversary. Yeah, yeah, 60 years they've been together. And uh, we That's had a massive awesome. party. Yeah, it is awesome. And you know the interesting thing? that I, I went around to look for a gift card and... You could hardly find any gift cards anywhere because there aren't many people anymore who are doing diamond or have made it to a diamond. So, um, yeah, they even got an acknowledgement for the, from the Queen, our Queen. Wow! Yes, they did. They they got um they got a little plaque from the Queen, and they are so chuffed and happy. They're now in Jamaica in the Caribbean uh, for the next year, nearly a year, I think. But um. Yeah, that was amazing. So I invited Vicky along to my mum's anniversary. In fact, she did some of the vegan food and salads. Anybody who knows knows she's very much into her salads and her vegan stuff. So she did some of the stuff for us, and she was invited. And a cousin of mine who is single was at the same event. And, uh, yeah, we had a little chat with him, and I was like, "Mm." (laughs) I think you guys could hook up, you know. And oh, it was nice. nice. You played a little matchmaker there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we could, um, well, you know what it is. You you might go somewhere, you see someone, but you don't know, especially if it's online, you don't know if the history of that person, there's no one who can really speak in terms of recommending that person or whatever. But the interesting thing was we all knew him. I I didn't know him personally to a large degree, but his family was there. My mom knows his family, and uh, his mom is close to my mom and all of that. So, you know, it was nice and... Yeah, good sign. It was nice, easy introduction. Um, But I was really pleased that he took the initiative to give her a call and... They went on the date. So Aww, I've got fingers I crossed. I love it. <laughs> I know. She, yeah, I think she was in crossed. the Conscious Dating Club, and she was um, sharing with us that she's, like, she's having a great time. And I'm so excited yeah. for her. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's really what it comes down to is um, meeting people that have similar values. And I think as we, this Internet age, and there's so many things that really kind of block us to, from the connection, the human connection, um, I think people are screening people out a little bit too quickly or maybe screening them on the wrong reasons versus really getting down to the core values to see where you both fit. And it sounds like since his family is friends with your family, the values probably align pretty well. And since she's good friends with you, those values pretty, align pretty well as well. Would you agree? Yeah, I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, And I think with the conscious dating, probably one of the questions that people out there might ask is like, you know, how do I know I'm really ready to consciously date anybody? Uh, You know, 
to be conscious, I think, is is uh, a state of maybe evolved, being evolved, or um, state of evolvement. So, how do you know you're ready and you're at the level where you should be, or you can be thinking of going out there and consciously getting involved with someone else? How do you know that? Yeah. I think it really starts with, and I say kind of date yourself, you know. Um, The minute that you are so grounded with who you are, where you're not influenced by other people's opinions, judgments, interpretations, where it's about really getting naked with with what you want and um, celebrating that, it allows you to be, from that standpoint, conscious because you're able to see clearly whether someone fits in your world. A lot of us, what we do is we take on other people's, you know, uh, interpretations of what a good partner looks like, and then we bring it into our world, whether it be our family members, whether it be our friends, whether it be media telling us these things. All of it comes down to being influenced by someone else's opinion and not really what you want. Hence the reason why when you're dating and you're you're going after something that everyone else is telling you that that's what an ideal person looks like for you instead of what you want for yourself, you end up dating people and it not work out because in your heart, subconsciously, right, it's not what mm-hmm. you want. So conscious dating is about getting in tune with you um, as a standalone without any any outside influences and then celebrating that and holding yourself true to that. That's when you know you're ready. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And and what a, what about people who kind of suffer from low self-esteem because they haven't, you know, because I think a lot of my listeners are of a certain age and sometimes they're afraid to go back out there because of past hurt. Because, you know, when you've been hurt before, it's like, do I want to open myself up to that again, you know? Do I want to get into that whole thing of getting to like someone and then it maybe not work out? You know, how how do you how do you deal with that and how do you support people past that? Because I think that is a massive block to to meeting anybody or having any kind of dating experience. Yeah, I would say that all of us go through that, and um, you know what I call it is the limiting beliefs, right? These are beliefs that have developed through an incident in time that you've experienced. And, you know, your mind doesn't have the ability to say, well, that's wrong. That just happened once. You know, just because you watch one bad movie doesn't mean every movie is going to be bad after that, right? But we don't have the ability to decipher and uh, clarify, okay, this is just, just this one instance. And so what we do is we use that information and we use that to make decisions on other relationships. And so I call this like the law of attraction. If you're thinking a certain way, a negative way, and you think that this is going to end horribly, well, whatever you believe, you'll manifest. Now, the opposite works as well. If you deliberately think that, no, this happened this very one time and it's not going to happen again, and even if it does, it's okay. This is part of life, learning lesson. I'm going to learn. Take this and use it as a learning experience. And what your positive energy ends up doing is it actually pulls in a positive energy. So you'll actually get what you're looking for. So 
it's up to you to create it. Now, those self-esteem things are going to come up for sure. It always does. But you Mm -hmm. get to decide whether you want to believe it, if if it's your truth, or you say, no, that's not true. I want to believe this because this will draw in exactly what I want. So which one is more beneficial to you to listen to? Which voice? Yeah. I guess I guess the first time your confidence will get shaken, this is my experience, is when something triggers, when there's a trigger from the past, yeah? So, you yeah. know, it might be a simple thing like someone being late, <laughs> you know, or, um, you know, or um, not responding to a call or being a little bit off, you know, all those little things that are really you know, it could be just little trivial things could kind of have a knock-on effect for something bigger in your mind. And it's like, how do, you know, how do you stop yourself from shutting down and cutting off and, you know, eliminating people in a very short space of time, which is what happens. That's the truth. It happens because people get very afraid very quickly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So how do you get past that? Yeah, it's about listening to those beliefs. Again, it's it's what I call the inner critic or inner voice, right? Your inner voice is like right. your angel, your gut instinct, right? It's telling you, don't listen to that voice. It's like the angel on your shoulder. The inner critic is like the gremlin. And the more you feed into the gremlin, the stronger it becomes. And the opposite effect happens. If you stop feeding it and starve it out, it actually will die and your inner voice will stand stronger and louder. So, listen, it comes down to listening to your gut intuition. When your inner critic is strong and you get triggered and you have that emotional feeling, you know that's the inner critic. The inner critic always lies to you. It's telling you you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're never going to meet anyone. Now, its whole goal is to keep you anchored, okay? But if you actually pull into your gut instinct to say, is this really true? Is this really, really true? For me, do I really know for a fact that this is measurable and true, that this will happen to me? And if you can say, no, I can't, I can't, it's not true, then the goal for you is to listen to your gut instinct. So what is true for me? What is really the right answer for me? And unfortunately, most of us listen to our inner critic too much. We listen to, you know, those limiting beliefs and we feed into it and make them stronger. So being able to notice that you have the option to make a choice in your own thoughts, but focusing on ones that focus on your instinct and and your vo- inner voice. Right. Okay. Um, so I've got a question. What makes uh, conscious dating different from all the other different types of approaches to dating? Because I think there are so many out there. Well, what is what makes conscious dating kind of stand out on its own? What's unique about it? Yeah, so I think uh, the reason why conscious dating is so powerful is it's about starting with self-discovery first. Uh, you said something really strong earlier. You said, you know, a lot of my my listeners, you know, have these triggers and insecurities. Well, conscious dating focuses on developing your own personal understanding of who you are and really getting grounded of what areas that like the limiting beliefs that come up for you and allow you to move past them so that you can start moving forward and consciously 
make choices, conscious choices. So conscious dating, the reason why it's so different than all the other things out there is because it works from the inner out there and that it turns, it, it shows up on the outwards. So it's about working inwards out. Okay. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I'm just going to put it out to you guys out there if you're listening and you want to know more and you've got any questions. Don't be afraid to call in, 347-945-7556. Love to hear from you guys and what you think and any questions that you have for Amy. Um, On the write-up that I put on the show page, um, I talked about, I, I, I put some bits, about conscious dating one of the things i was talking about was your soulmate and how you find your soulmate is that something that conscious dating can do can it actually help you in finding a soulmate or is it about finding just dating or is it about finding a life partner what would be your ultimate goal when you get into conscious dating your ultimate goal is to to find your life partner and um you know, it starts, again, with uh, de- developing the understanding of self and, and non-negotiables, right? Understanding your non-negotiables in the relationship. Understanding the personality trait uh, of the partner and the type of relationship that's right and wrong for you. It's developing a relationship plan ahead of time. Because the more information that you have up front, when you go out and date, you'll be, you'll be clear about what's right and what's wrong for you. So... It's not about just, and, and it's also about practice dating and getting out of your comfort zone and having fun with it and not being attached to outcomes and just learning the skill of dating because no one's really taught us how to date. No one's taught us anything about relationships. We kind of learn from, you know, our friends, our family, the people we see around us, but we don't really have an idea of what good looks like. So conscious yeah. dating allows you to we focus on what good looks like for you without anyone else's interpretation and then draw that type of per- person into your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that's that's brilliant. That's really good stuff. I just want to say hi to East Coast. Coast. Uh, hi. Um, <laughs> and also, yeah, in my chat room. And I haven't spoken to East in a long time, so maybe you want to call in. I've got Jay Works as well, um, and living the delicious life. Hi, guys. Hope you're enjoying our conversation. Um, feel free to come and jump in, call in. Like, I need some company. You guys, yeah, Annie, Amy and I would love to have you call in and give us um, some questions or comment on what you're hearing. Okay, I think it would be really interesting. Um uh, Vicky said something in the chat room. Practice dating. See, dummy dating is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I, she was suggesting the dummy dating. I didn't. I don't really know about whether it's you think dummy dating is good or what you think about it. But I prefer to I, date if I'm dating. What do you think? I call it. I call it practice dating, right? Because it's like anything you do, you're going to have to build a skill set. So I say go out on dates, as many dates as you want. Don't be attached to whether this is going to work out or not. But practice asking questions, asking, like, you know, discovery questions to see if this person across from you has the same values. And don't judge them, but really sit there and go, oh, 
this person's a good fit, or no, this answer I don't really like. Let me discover more. Let me find out more about this person. And it allows you to really hone in on your own um, dating skills. But it's not about um, – it's about having fun. You know what I'm saying? Taking that moment, yeah. releasing the pressure, and just have fun with it and and use it to your agenda. Because the more dates you go on – and I know y'all that, that are hearing this like, I don't know, I, I'm scared to date. The more dates you go on, it's like riding a bike. You're going to be wobbly at first. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be annoying. You might fall. But eventually you're going to ride smoothly. And if you don't get out, you're going to have a hard time meeting anyone, period. So it's, yeah. it's get out there and practice dates. Well, I think I agree with you because that's been my experience because uh, I think I started from – uh, what about five, six months ago or more, just trying to um, get out and date and meet people. And I, I agree with you at first. How, how, has, it been? how has it been for you? Um, well, at first it was a little bit, uh, what should I say, stressful. Because I think when you meet people online, they are not always what they appear to be. So you've yep. got a lot of people who are... Um, representing something, but they're not being honest. They're not telling you the truth about who they are, and and um, and it's a little game almost of how do I find out whether you're telling the truth or not, <laughs> right? So that's that I was agree. my original experience. You have got to get to know a lot of frogs before you actually meet some decent people, and um, and then. I did meet someone who was decent, and and then uh, he turned out to be a bit of a fraud. So I was like, so is this about me or and the way I'm looking, or is it just the nature of the beast? Because if you're looking in that pond, it, is that what's going to come up when you're fishing? Is that what's going to come up to the surface every time almost because of where you are looking and how you're looking? So I went back to kind of basics, and I started to rewrite my profile, which I did online, and then I put it out and I put better pictures up, um, Mm -hmm. ones that I thought, because before my other pictures, I just randomly picked them and put them up. I didn't really care (laughs) what people um, saw or liked about, whether they liked them or not, I wasn't really that bothered. But um, I started to be more choosy about what I put out on on the sites, Um, and I only selected two sites and focused on two instead of being, you know, um, going to different, different places and whatever. Yeah. Two sites and kept the profile very simple. And and then I started to get some really good responses. Um, yeah. The responses have been, yeah, have been really nice. Um, good messages, I, more quality messages, actually, more detailed messages. Yeah, as well. I'm actually Sorry, uh, writing an online dating handbook, and they say the le- less is more on uh, when we did we did research on the study um, to figure out online dating profiles, right? And what I found was if it's under 200 words or less, a new study shows if it's under 100 words or less, you'll get more action on it. And you want to have some photos, about four to five photos, some of them, you know, showing uh, from a woman's side, femininity. Um, a lot of men are visual, so they're going to look at photos before they read your profile. And then you want them to read your profile, obviously, and respond to you. 
and and so that you know that they've actually done the due diligence to make a connection with you. So is that something you've done to your profile? Is that what's changed? Yes. Um, I I before it was very vague, and then I made it more detailed, uh, and I yep. tried to introduce some real stuff about what I thought um, and what I was really looking for, and then I just left it. And and yeah, people just started messaging, and there were like lots of messages. So uh, yeah, it's been interesting. But then I became more selective about taking people to the next level, either going out. And, you know, i.e., going out on a on a date, an actual date. So um, first, I would do a lot of interviewing, asking questions, finding out who they were, um, mm-hmm. uh, trying to see if there was a match between us um, in terms of our aspirations or our values, and really looking at what people put in and how they use language because it's I think you have to almost have a second sight for what you read people from what people say if if it's just words (laughs) to capture people and get your interest then you start to work out who's just saying stuff and who is really trying to um connect with somebody who suits their their profile do you know what I mean um yeah, and I can't tell you what the science is, but you just have to keep doing it to learn it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say know your non-negotiables, the things that um, are your relationship deal breakers. And that's not you must have money or, you know, I know plenty of <laughs> my clients say, I want them to have money. And I'm like, okay, do you want them to have money or do you want them to be, be ambitious? Like what is it really? And what the underlying tone is, they really want somebody – to be ambitious because the women I work with are really strong uh, minded women that, you know, have careers. And so they want somebody that, that is um, somebody that's equal or supporting, they're supportive towards each other. And sometimes they're non-negotiables. They play tricks on you. You think that it's about someone's height, but it it really comes down to how a person treats you and how you show up and how they show up, if you guys both make each other better in a relationship. And that should be the areas of non-negotiables you should be thinking about. And I think that's what you do, right, Sandra? Yes. Um, I don't I don't um, try and get connected in a conversation with anybody who just has nice profile, like the way you look, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. If it's, if it's You're hot. two words. <laughs> Oh, your heart. Oh, I like the way you look this morning. Ignore those people. Waste of time. Don't. I don't even entertain. I don't even answer or respond to them um, because I don't. I don't think they're serious. Um, you can tell by the way the profile's written what the person's trying to achieve. Um, so, the person that I went on a date with recently. Uh, let me give you an idea of what he had on his profile. So he had, what did he have? Uh, wants a relationship was his intent, yeah. And then his profession is a manager and education, master's degree. Um, body type, athletic, uh, religion, other, Christian other. 
Yeah, and then about him, it was quite simple, and that's why I liked it. Um, the interests were like music, theatre, history, books, which spells intelligent to me. Um, but then about him was intelligent, successful, ambitious, happy, and fun. And I quite like yeah. that. It's just simple but effective. There's not too much in there. Um, and uh, and then he had a little... You... Go on. Sorry. When you met him, and you've met him already, right? You've gone out? Yeah, or we met just... on Sunday. Okay. And so we did you have Sunday. questions prepared? Did you have questions prepared? How were you... Um, how do you, what do you use to screen? What is your process? Oh, what was my screening? So my screening I did actually before I got to the date. I did a lot of screening before. And then what I use a date for is to check, <laughs> double mm-hmm. check on the questions that I asked before. Because I think when people are on the That's phone, they'll, they'll talk about a lot and they'll actually forget the things that they say. But they, I think your job when you're on the phone with the person is to really listen intently to everything you hear and to yep. slip your questions in but make them very natural questions so um, like you know what did you do this summer um, you know did you go away on holiday where did you go um, what if you know and one of the questions I, I asked well, you know I see that you, you like theatre and art you know what? What's your favourite movie? What's the last play that you went to see? Uh, we actually went to see a play on Sunday, so that was really quite quite good. So I know that's the interest, and um, then the in, that interest is true because not only did we see the play, but we spent a good hour talking about the kind of plays we like and what what we'd seen before and what we'd like to see. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I can then see that there is, you know, um, there's evidence. <laughs> that that person has that interest, and like we had a conversation about jazz music, and um, and he went into all the jazz artists that he liked, and who he went to see, and how he's gone to see that, and then in in the course of that, he said, you know, I actually I love I love art and music so much, I go on my own if I if I'm not even dating, I would go on my own. And I thought, oh, that's quite interesting. That's, you know, that sounds who's great. Not afraid. Yeah, someone who's not afraid to go out on their own, even if they're not with someone in a relationship. So, so, so there's this there's, there's this chemical yeah. thing that we go through, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, our hormones go crazy when we first meet someone, <laughs> and yeah. you know we have that connection, and you know there's that sexual connection, that chemistry, and it only lasts for about eighteen, twenty-four months. Sometimes this is what they call the honeymoon phase. It could actually end a little earlier. Um, and you said something that was really powerful, and this is part of conscious dating, is that, you know, you're getting to know him, you screened him up front, and then you also wanted to make sure to check in to see if his actions match his words. And yeah. I, I, from what I've seen working with my clients is that it takes around two to three months where people start letting their guard down, they start just being themselves, and then you, you kind of see the real true them. And at that point, that screening is like when you're, you're, you're kick-starting again to see, wow, does his actions really match his words? And yeah. I don't know, have you seen that in around the two to three phase of a month phase for yourself 
where you're dating someone? Yes, I've seen that. I've seen where, you know, yeah, you start to see things and you go, ooh, I saw a hint of that at the beginning, but I didn't see a lot of it. And now I see more. <laughs> and do I like yeah. it? And normally it's like, you know, okay, maybe can I – the question is, can I live with it? Or is it really offensive? Is it something that I really don't like and it needs to go? Or do I need to go? So it's one of those things that there there is – I've always got my eye open for behaviors that I think might not be uh, – over time are going to wear me down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, things, that, mm-hmm. little things that I think, ooh, I can tolerate that now because we're in this honeymoon phrase. But if that went on – <laughs> like, how would I feel? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So you always look at, you know, it's funny when I'm doing the non-negotiables exercise, most of uh, people say, well, I like, what if he doesn't treat you like a priority or she doesn't treat you like a priority? So like, well, maybe if they do later, and it's like, no, it's pretty black and white. So 10 years from now, if they stop treating you like a priority, will you want to stay with them? And it's absolutely yeah. no. But we don't see that. For some reason, we're always thinking that things can change instead of getting what we want right up front. And yeah, that's part absolutely. of that screening process. Absolutely. So sounds like you're, this is going well with this guy, right? Yeah, I quite like him. I like that he's a <laughs> bit of a book wizard and he's smart and you can have some really deep conversations. Um and politically, I suppose I have a political side to me where um, I'm very much into my own history and or, or uh, black history and black consciousness. So I, if someone is into that and you don't have to lead them into a conversation, it kind of naturally comes out. That is very attractive to me. <laughs> so uh, we've had some long conversations, which is... Um, where he's demonstrated that, and I'm like, ooh, that's very nice. And then he's um, he's got a big thing about women's rights, so which is quite interesting for a guy to be into women's rights. So we had a conversation lovely, about women's though. rights. I know. We had a, a conversation about women's rights, and he was like, we need to go and see a play on women's rights. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> but that that kind of stuff is quite endearing. Because, you know, if someone is already quite interested in the empowerment of women, then they're not going to be um, overwhelmed by what you do. And something that really, really, um, for me, sounded a really nice note, created a nice note for me was he actually went online. I didn't tell him about what I do, but because he knew, he knows my name, he went online, not the show name, but my, my, my own name. He went online and tried to check me out. When he went online, he saw a link to the show that I do, our show, this show. And um, oh. and then he called me and he said, actually, I went online today and I saw that you do a show. And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, so can I tell you this? And I said, what? And he said, well, I'm going to resist listening to your show because I want to get to know the real you. I don't want to get to know someone who's a show person. I actually want to get to know the person not, uh, you know, the host of a show. So I'm going to not listen. And it's been really hard not to do that by making a conscious decision not to go into your stuff, even though I see it. 
And I like that. I really like that. I was yeah. like, yeah. Because most people just want to go straight into your business. They want to get into your show. They want to hear what your views are. Then they start judging you by what you say in a show, uh-huh. which is in the context of that conversation. So I, it was great that he actually said, no, I saw it, but I've decided not to not to listen. Well, and I'll make my own mind me, up. Yeah, it tells me it's about focusing on the connection. And I think one of yeah. the things that is a non-negotiable for you is a connection with someone, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's really important. Absolutely. So as far as, you know, a lot of the conscious dating pieces is about really understanding your own personal life vision and see how they align with another person. So uh, do you see, like, your visions kind of aligning with him or in just on the surface level? Do you feel comfortable kind of like he gets me and my lifestyle and I get him? Um, hmm, we're getting there because we've only met once so far and we've only really just started um the real conversations uh and you know it's really really early days it's really early days so mm-hmm. um i'm just in that listening mode right now and i think he's doing the same which is interesting we're both kind of almost in observation mode we're listening ah. and and hearing what each other is saying we um he 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 initiated the second date so as soon as we'd had the first date at the end of it we we went to a little bar to have a drink and so we were had a drink had a chat we were talking away and then he said um so uh i'm wondering if we should have a second date and i said oh, okay <laughs> are you wondering or are we having a second date which one and he said well we have to decide i said oh okay but it sounded like you were wondering, uh, are you saying you'd like a, a second date? And he laughed. He said, do I deserve a second date? And I was like, yeah, maybe. Well, let's let's do a second date. So we, we then planned the second date together, and that was quite funny. But we've planned oh, to go and see a play. Wow. And the play we've gone, we're going to see is a play that I already planned to see um, with, uh, with one of my girlfriends. So... It you know it's quite and now she's ill and I I'm ill but anyway we're still going to go and see this play tomorrow night but the play is a play I've wanted to see anyway and um, and that for me just shows an alignment because he picked the play that I actually like and it's something that he's really interested in too so without kind of you know me telling him that's what I'd like to see he came up with something on his own which is exactly what I would want to see. So that tells me that he's kind of, uh, you know, he's authentic in what he's choosing. It is really what he would like, and it's not about trying to please me. Do you get that? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And that's really yeah. about, uh, that's the, the best when two people are absolutely authentic and they come together and they actually have things in common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. And I'll tell you a funny thing. We were out at the the theatre, and I need glasses to actually watch the the play. So I took my glasses out, and he took his glasses out, and we had exactly the same glasses case. Oh, (laughs) my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, when my husband and I met, uh, there's a band called Teen that no one really knew, and we both had all their CDs. It was our favorite band. 
And, I mean, we found so many things that we had in common that were – and that stuff, you know, you could have music difference in cases, but it just seemed like everything we liked was very similar, and it was, it was so easy, right? We hear people say, yeah. it's easy instead of complicated, and I have to change things or change – fix things. It sounds like that's kind of, you know, the energy in the space you're walking into, so it sounds great. Yeah, we have like minds. It's weird. And then I found out yesterday his birthday is three days after mine, which is really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so, with the same so are you birth guys sign. the same sign? Yeah, what sign yes, are you? Yeah, the same birth sign. I'm an Aquarian. Oh, so my wow. birthday is on Valentine's Day, and his birthday is three days after my birthday. And so we we were talking. I said to him, oh, you know what? I'm actually, um, I'm trying to find someone, we were talking about birth signs, and I said, he said, I don't really care about birth signs. I said, neither do I really, but I do look at it, I do think, well, what birth sign is that person? And he said, oh, so what birth sign do you think I am? And I went, I don't know, you could be a Capricorn or something. And then he said, no, I'm an Aquarian. I was like, yes! It's like, oh, yeah, it's three days after yours, I think, because your Valentine's Day, I'm three days late. I was like, yes! So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have that similarity. So, um, yeah, and he's a little bit, there's something about Aquarians, we're quite cheeky people. You know, we can be quite tongue-in-cheek, and our sense of humor, I think, is a little bit rare um, and sometimes hard for other people to handle. But his sense of humor is exactly like mine. And he's a kind of cheeky person, too. So this morning, which is quite funny and rom- a little bit romantic, but this morning I was listening to Breakfast at Tiffany's, okay, yeah. the song, um, and Moon River, Moon River. And I say Breakfast at Tiffany's, but it's Moon River. So I'm play- listening to Moon River, and then um, I, I, send, I, I was like, I bet he likes Moon River. Okay, if it doesn't, it's going to be really weird. So I sent him just to <laughs> test, because that's one of my favorite songs, right? So I sent it to him, and he just sent me back. It, was, it sent me a whole load of kisses. Yeah, perfect song. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's just those weird oh things. Oh, my God. Little this weird. So fun. Little weird. Well, <laughs> this is, is what it's supposed it to be like. It's, it's supposed to be fun and discovering and, and you know, even it sounds like you and, and Vic are having a blast right now. I mean, this is great. Yeah, we're having a little blast. But I've got some questions for you that are in the chat room. So before I get yeah. carried away talking about my stuff, let me get you to answer. Um, uh, oh, okay. So so East Coast putting some questions in. Uh, Ebony, if an alpha male approaches you, how do you handle him? Oh, oh. How to handle him? Um, so that's the question. If an alpha male approaches you, how do you handle him? Well, I, I think this guy, East, is a bit of an alpha, actually. He's not a beta, that's for certain. Um, when we first talked, when we were actually out, he said to me, um, I I am very much a bit of a leader, right? And, um, and I said, hmm, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> I said, that's going to be interesting because I said I actually was brought up in a household with a very strong father and and as a result he delivered he produced five really strong and Vicky will tell you this because she met all my sisters 
um, very five very strong women, right? Um, so, and he says, yeah, uh, that's interesting. He says because I actually really like strong women, but he is a strong guy. He's not. He's he's pretty confident, and um, and I've seen that in the way he's chosen. He, you know, he'll send me stuff about you know proposing stuff we should do, the way we discuss things. But to me, it's not an issue. I just find it quite attractive. I hate people that are too soft and wishy-washy. But I have to watch that because it's, um, you know, for me, it's not always been a positive thing to be with someone who is too strong as a male. But I actually do like that. It's very attractive for me. Some women prefer a beta male, if you know the whole beta alpha thing. But I actually do like an alpha male. So I just am aware. So what do you think, yeah. um, Amy? I, I, you know what, I think that there is a balance, right? Like you said, I believe in a man being a total gentleman. And, you know, for me, and these are, again, this is my own values. Uh, I like traditional values. And, you know, my husband, he opens the door for me. He does a lot of nice things. And at the same time, I'm also the one with the tool belt, right? And <laughs> I fix the yeah, I fix the things in the house. And my husband, you know, he will do the dishes and the laundry. And he is somebody that is, you know, an alpha male too. But he there's a balance, and where where he leaves off, I pick up, and where I leave off, he picks up. And I think that's what you're really looking for more so than somebody that mm-hmm. totally takes everything over and, and doesn't let you have an opinion or even cares about your opinion. So don't you agree? Yeah, and I, uh, that's why I said I, I watch it because I've now seen that he he wants us to share decisions on stuff and he won't go ahead and and do anything until I've given my point of view and what I want to think about it. So this thing we're going tomorrow night, although we both agree that's what we were going to do, he was really, really focused on what I felt about it. Uh, you know, I had to be properly bought into it before he would go ahead and book it. And then I said to him, all right, if you book it, then when we go out, I'll pay for the drinks and the food. And he was like, right, perfect. And, you know, so I'm not... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm not taking advantage, but I'm making sure that we have a joint role in it and that, you know, um, yeah, because he initiated and bought the tickets. But, you know, I'll do my share by making sure that, you know, I I pay for my bit. We're both working. It isn't an issue. Um, And it was an issue the first time we went out. The first time we went out, he bought the tickets for the theater. And then I paid for the. We went to an Afghanistan restaurant, actually. Oh no, not Afghanistan. A Kurdistan, a Kurdistan restaurant, um, which is different. Um, and I'd never eaten there before. But we both passed this restaurant, and I, I was like, "Oh, that looks interesting." And we could see them making fresh bread, and I was like, "Wow, um, that looks really interesting food." He was like, "Should we go and check it out?" So we went outside and we're looking in. And a guy came out and he said, oh, you want to try the lentil soup in there? It's brilliant. And so I said, I looked at him and I said, what do you think? Should we try it? And he said, what do you think? And I said, let's try it. And he went, right, let's go. And we went in. And we just, and we had the soup and had this bread. And, it was, and I paid. And then he um, he bought drinks in the theatre. So, you know, it it was balanced. It. Yeah. It's about giving so and receiving. 
giving and receiving, yeah. giving and receiving. And, you know, for those of you that give too much uh, and have someone take, it, no matter how much you give, eventually it, it, it throws things off balance and, and then that becomes resentment. So if you step back and allow yourself to receive, you create that balance and it's free-flowing. It keeps the relationship fun. Yeah, that's true. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, and he is he is a bit younger than me as well, so um, which is different as well. I like that the fact that he's, he's a bit younger, but he's not afraid to assert himself, and he's not overwhelmed by the fact that we even have an age difference. So that's, that's cool. Because um, sometimes uh, with younger guys, and as I have dated someone young before, there was he wasn't as self confident, but this guy is very self confident, very clear about what he's onto and oh, what he likes that. and what's going on. So I feel safe, really, and that's a nice it's feeling. It's really not about the. It's not really about the age, but really about the level of understanding of themselves and self awareness, right? Just someone that's around. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, I'm laughing because Vicky's put cougar in the in the. Ah! Hardly a cougar. Hardly, hardly. It's not that much difference. Um, but yeah, it, it's cool still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a choice. It's always a choice, and I think people shouldn't be limited. Um, when you're dating, don't don't be limited by age or any other those constraints. Yeah. Just go ahead and. And enjoy yourself and see how it works yeah. out. Practice yeah, dating. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was a question in the chat room about pictures on your profile and what your pictures should look like and, um, you know, how do you, I guess, present the best image without looking slutty or whatever as a woman? Um, what, what's your advice for women in profiles well, and pictures? I say put up at least four to five photos, okay? And don't do a lot of selfies, maybe like one you could do. <laughs> but something that's like an active shot, uh, like you're doing something like a hobby or something you really love. Because your photos, because men are not going to look at your, read the profile right away. Most of them, like we said, are visual. So your photos have to tell a story about you, okay? And so you can be sexy, but you don't have to be totally revealing. And what you want to do is create some mystery, and they have to meet you in person to get to know you, to get to the point where, you know, they can see more of you. (laughs) But that's not what you want to put up front, because then people judge you. They judge a book by its cover. So the goal is something active, a full body shot, something showing, you know, maybe something with a, a lower neckline, but not, some cleavage, but not too much, you know, just a little bit is fine. Or maybe something showing your shoulders is fine. And uh, something where you're dressed up, wearing a beautiful dress. And something if you're a business person, what you typically wear. And something with just casual. Something with your everyday, you wake up, this is me. Because at the end of the day, the photos have to look like you. And if they, because people are going to meet you anyway. So you really want to show up as authentic as possible. But the best okay. thing to do. All right, cool. So, guys, if you've got any more questions, now's the time to ask them. Um, we're going to the last kind of 30 minutes. Are you okay to still hang in, Amy? Are you, are you still yeah, okay with time? Ahead. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. we're going to take a little break. Um, I'm going to play Maya Free and just allow myself time to refresh my phone. And we'll be right back after this little break. So get ready with your questions. Call in 347 945 7556. We are waiting to hear from you. Or just put your questions in the chat room like you've been doing, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And everybody who's online, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, Maya Free, and we are right back.
Okay, welcome back. And if you've been with us since the top of the hour, you know that I've been talking to Amy Leddenham, and she is a conscious dating coach. And we've been talking about how to get ready for the ultimate conscious dating experience. And it's been great. It's been a thrill. So welcome back, Amy. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So... We listened to, uh, oh, before the break, Maya Free. And, um, yeah, I think sometimes it's hard when you're trying to get out there and you are free to find that person, that special person for your life. And uh, I guess that's why people will be listening tonight. Um, And there is a question for you in the chat room, so should we get that question asked? Um, How do you suggest? potential conscious daters begin to align themselves and their activities to meet that special one? Oh, I love that question. Um, I have a couple clients right now that are working uh, on discovering this very thing. They're asking me, what hobbies do I do? What should I take up? And the one thing that I've, I've noticed a lot about conscious daters are the people that want to give back. They want there are people that are very caring towards others and want to be with um, someone that's giving towards them too. So that way they have um, a giving and a giving relationship instead of dating a taker. Now part of that is asking them that one question is, okay, so you want somebody that has a giving nature. What do you do as a hobby that could allow you to align yourself with people with giving natures? And one of the things that came up for us was, you know, there is um, the humanitarian things like volunteering uh, at different, you know, communities. There's, you know, um, uh, different uh, boys and girls clubs, all sorts of different areas where they can give back to a community and align themselves with people that are, you know, thinking of the social factor more than just thinking about themselves. Do you have something, like, do you have any ideas if you were to think about some communities that you know on the top of your head that would be about giving back, what would they be? Oh, hmm. interesting question. So run that by me again. So I'm not sure if I'm clear. Just just run that like habitat, by me again. Like habitat for humanitarian um you know, the Red Cross, um, the oh, Boys right. and Girls Club, like different types of uh, communities that are about giving back to the world. And I think right. when when you do those type of things and you volunteer, you're aligning yourself with a group of people, not only just meeting new friends. And by the way, the friend has maybe 10 other single possible friends that they can introduce you to, but also meeting singles that are aligned in that mindset. And those people tend to be uh, very thoughtful and giving and caring towards others, and they would do the same for you. So if that is something that's important uh, to you, align yourself with people that have the same values and your hobbies. Does that... Well, the charity thing is interesting, because one of the first conversations I had with this guy was about charity. Uh, you know, we were talking about Christmas and Christmas coming up and what do you do over the Christmas season. And I did say to him, I said, oh, for a few years now, we've been talking about doing something completely different with my kids. 
And he said, oh, you know, every Christmas I actually do, I go and do the homeless, feed the, the homeless, and yes. I, I do crisis at Christmas. And he said, oh, why don't you come and do crisis this Christmas? I was like, yeah, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, instead of Christmas dinner, let's go out and, and do a few hours um, of giving back. And I've done that with young people because I was, I was then talking to him about charity work I've done with young people in the past, but I hadn't actively actually thought about joining a charity for Christmas. I just always talked about it but never done it. So it was interesting mm-hmm. that he actually does the thing that I've always talked about. Yeah, so that's that's actually it. I have a couple of clients that met their, uh, their spouse through certain circles like that. And, again, you have one thing already in common that you can talk about, and you most likely have similar values in, in doing those type of communities. And, again, you have church that you can go to or all yeah. different religions, right? It doesn't really matter. Or you can even dive into if you're, you know, I'm an adventurer. I like to rock climb and snowboard and all that stuff. And there are meetups around the world that cater to people's specific hobbies. And it makes it easier to meet people when you already have an organic thing that you like together and you can have a conversation to get to know each other. And it's not remember, this isn't about the objective of finding your husband or wife. This truly is the objective of just connecting with people and seeing if any it goes anywhere, period. Yeah, I think it's a wonderful way to meet people. Um, years ago, I did some volunteering with young people, um, and it was such a life-changing experience for me, and I've, I've made friends. Uh, that was, what, six years or more ago, and I made friends that are still my friends to this day. And, it, you know, I, I, I couldn't support that even more. I just think that is the best thing that you could do with your time. And if you're a single person and you're actually just sitting at home, uh, you know, doing little, you know, you, you've got your job or whatever, you've got things to do. But if you have an interest, which is about giving back, I think that starts to connect with your soul. It actually yes. helps you to grow as a person. It's just such a wonderful thing to do. Um, and it will change things for you because, you know, by yes. giving, you receive. It's, it's, it's well known. The more you give, the more you receive. So, yeah, I would encourage people to definitely do that. And I think if you do go in with it, the mindset that actually I'm just giving back, you know, other things will come along. Maybe you meet that person. Yes. I think you're right. Yeah. And the moment that you become unattached is actually when you draw in the person that's right for you because you don't have that energy of desperation. You don't have that energy of I'm scared. It's just like, you you know, when you, you've been around people that are absolutely happy, confident, fun, they draw people into that, uh, like them, into them, right? So it, yeah. it gives you the energy, that energy, and you're giving back. I mean, gosh, it's it's. It's a win-win. So I think starting yeah. from that place, if you're not doing it right now, start small. Like, what can I do today that would put me in line with a group of people that um, has charity and, and focuses on something that I believe in? And start there. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. Uh, I think the whole thing of finding like-minded people 
So one of the things that me and Vicky noticed with um, choices, um, the amount of people who said, oh, actually, I'm into gardening or I'm into food or, you know, I, I was... I was sending all those people to Vicky, basically, because <laughs> we're both we're both looking <laughs> on the same site. And I was like, "Yeah, there's a gardener. Check that person out. Check that person out who does food." I, I love got- that you guys are helping each other out, and you're like, "I know what Vicky wants, and I know what Sandra wants. I'll look out for each other." That's really cool. Yeah, that's cool that you guys are doing that. Yeah, and sometimes that's what you need. You need someone with an extra pair of eyes to um, yeah. see that what you might not see, yeah, because you might be looking at something else. But I, I still believe in the concept that the person, that sometimes you don't always have to be looking. Sometimes because you've got whatever you are about out there, you've actually put it out there, that the universe then rewards you with what you're looking for. And you don't have to necessarily look. It comes to you. I think sometimes that's what happens as well, that when you're prepared and you're ready, the universe answers in a positive way for you. Absolutely true. And that's why I said for five years I did online dating and I failed. And after all that personal growth work I did and I became a conscious dater and I started saying, wait a minute, I'm not going to impress the person in front of me. I'm going to see if that person's a good fit for me and somebody that's a good relationship that could could, um, last for a long time, not just for a few months, but I'm looking for a life partner. And I'm going to take my time. I'm going to slow it down until I meet them. So because that energy was there, it came to me versus me trying to find it in, uh, out of desperation. Yeah. 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 And that's too true. That is too true. Um, and I think we do go on that road of, well, I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to prepare in that yep. way. But I think just, just get yourself emotionally in a place, do your little work on who you are, you know, build your self-esteem and I think that's the road that Vicky's been on as well because I, I we have been talking about dating for two years <laughs> since yeah. I met her. Uh, you know, I've been encouraging her for two years and I would not <laughs> believe it would have taken two years to get a first date. But everybody's yeah. journey is different, you know. Well, um, it's about getting ready for it. It doesn't mean you yeah. have to do it right away. It's about when you feel it's time. And obviously, the energy you both are bringing is bringing you exactly what you need right now. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. So I hope we can encourage um, some of the other people out there who may be on the line, um, but, you know, doubting or resisting, getting involved, that, you know, that they'll be encouraged to start thinking more about dating, more about consciously being aware of, uh, you know, how their actions may impact on their choices and what they do. And just, you know, putting all those little um, row of ducks in line so that you, you are ready um, to receive whatever it is you're looking for when, you're, when your time is right, whenever that may be. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting journey. It definitely is interesting. Yeah, and just enjoy enjoy the process and, again, date yourself. And when I say date yourself is focus on working on what's right for you, not what everyone's telling you that, you know, this kind of guy is the right guy for you or that kind of guy or that kind of girl. Really stripping that down and say, you know what, without anyone's influences, this is what I really want for me and, and, and yeah. own it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And if it makes you happy, you know, I, I can dust my hat off and maybe get to a wedding this year. That could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get Vicky ready so that I can go to her wedding. That's the plan. She's like, no, hell no, I'm not marrying anyone. <laughs> I play with her just for that. Oh, um, let me see what I've got in the chat room. More women, um, as I have done, listen to men's views, made adjustments and stopped with the madness. They could snap a real filly in no time and live well because when men are ready, they are ready. Um, when men are ready, they are ready. They take longer. Uh, she's talking to East. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it is about when you're ready and I don't think there's any prescribed time to be ready. But, you know, it's it's great to know that there are, you can make changes and that changes have been made as a result of good conversations and knowledge and confidence that people receive from, from these types of shows. So I'm really pleased that is a result. Um, there is a question from East Coast, and maybe our last question. Do women make bad choices because of girlfriends? <laughs> oh, I love that question. I love that question. <laughs> Um, okay. Well, I'll let you answer it. <laughs> do you want me to answer it? Well, you know, I, I, I believe that women do. I think Yep. I think girlfriends are very responsible sometimes for the negativity um, like uh, the that, that say, women... There's no good guys out there. <laughs> there's no good guys. And also just the way that girlfriends will vet a guy that you choose, and um, and the way that sometimes one thing that's said could poison your mind about that person. And that's my Absolutely. experience, that, that, you know, someone will say, oh, he, I, I don't like the way he looks, or I, something about him doesn't feel right, and immediately the poison Get triggered. Back. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I think it's important in your dating journey to, again, we said like attracts like, right? And and mm-hmm. if you're a positive single, you're going to attract positive singles. If you're negative, guess what? The cycle begins and you're going to meet negative singles and they're going to constantly prove you right. So the goal for you really is to surround yourself with a group of people that have a positive outlook because those people are in line with your goals. So anyone that's not in line with your goals is going to take you away from it and add to that inner critic, that and they're always saying you're not good enough, yeah. you're never going to meet anyone, all that stuff. So, you know, you're, you're, the company you keep is really important, and that's why they say misery loves company and success breeds success. So what side of the coin do you want to be on? Yeah, true. And it's like um, uh, one of the classes I was delivering recently, there was a, a girl in my class, and she asked a question, and it was just so funny when she asked the question because she said, oh, I went away with a week. I went away for a week with um, a guy that I met, and I really like him. And she said, um, we spent a whole week together, and I came back, and he didn't call me. And we all looked at each other and went, okay. And it was all women in the room. And she said, you're all women. What do you think happened? Why didn't he call me? And we all looked at each other blankly like what do you want us to say and it was a good example I actually said to her you know what I'm going to not give you an answer because what you're doing is what most women do 
when they meet yep. a guy and something goes wrong, we go to our girlfriends for the answer, and the person who knows the answer is the only person who can really give you the answer. So you're going to yes. spend, yeah, you're going to spend an hour or more of my time talking about something that has nothing to do with us, and we don't have the answer anyway. All we're going to do is create a story, and the bigger, the, the longer we talk, the bigger the story will become. Because yep. the truth is, you might have an inkling of what the answer is, but you don't want to face that possibility that it may be about rejection, okay? So Absolutely. on the basis of that, you are spinning the whole globe getting views <laughs> to support something. Yes. I'm not involved in that. That's drama. I'm not involved. And she said, okay, all right. That's unfair. I said, no, it isn't. It isn't. Go and think about it. If you... If you really knew that person over the week, what do you think went on? What do you think? Only you know because you were there. And what do you yep. think he thinks of you? And if he didn't communicate anything to you, there is nothing going on. Get over it. Keep moving. Yeah. Because, Sometimes you know, it's just not you want to make fit. up a story? Yeah. Why do you want to make up a story about something or somebody? And she said, oh, well, you know, um, I, I did ask this one. And I was like, no, stop asking people. Stop asking. I love um, that you, you know, do that. You, I mean, that's really most important. It's to yeah. trust yourself. Rest trust girlfriend. your choices. Yeah. <laughs> own your choices. Own your choice. You made the choice. Um, own it. Um, work with it. Respect the person you're involved with. Don't go for third-party, you know, views. Leave that to Amazon and TripAdvisor. Um, it's not yeah. important. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Not important. Just deal with the person that is in front of you and work it through. And if it's going to work, it'll work. If it doesn't, hey ho, the the sea's full of fishes. Do you know what I mean? Go fishing again. Exactly. It is life. Okay. You don't have to. Every get time you think. Yeah. Every time yeah. you think you're like, oh my gosh, I'm attached. Just remember, one bad movie doesn't mean every movie is going to be bad after that. It just doesn't logically make no. sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think trust yourself as well. I mean, we have five senses and we have intuition. And yes. if your intuition is is good and you feed into that regularly, when your when your you know when your intuition tells you this is a good thing, go with the feeling. Just go with it and and trust that you may be right this time. Or you could be wrong. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. You know, but you can't make a cat bark. That's you know, the, the one thing you said, it's beautiful. When it's wrong, all you have to do, instead of focusing on all the negative things, is stop for a minute and ask yourself, what is my learning lesson from this? What is my takeaway? How yeah. can I use this to get better? Period. Yeah. Yeah. And and don't beat yourself up for making bad choices. That's something I've learned with the fantasy dating, um, and that's that's been good because it's been fun just to try stuff and see and just yeah. have conversations and hear from people and not be attached to, are they going to date me? Is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? Um, but I think, you know, one of the things that we do, uh, men and women, is that, you know, we beat ourselves up about choices. You know, that was mm-hmm. a good choice. I should have known that was a good choice. There are millions of people in this world, and we're all different. We all come from different perspectives. We, you know, we're born into different races sometimes. You know, there's such a difference between us. 
different times of the world we're born, different star signs. The differences are, you know, numberless. So why would we, you know, why would you meet someone for the first time and it be a fit? What, or the second time? Or the third time? It's not going to happen that way. Um, and with the influence of the way that the world has changed, you know, we've now got internet dating, so many things happening, it's going to be even harder in some cases to find that person. But I think you, you're absolutely right, Amy, to have that list of what you're looking for um, and be ready. And it's not a list of, like, here I'm going to reject everybody in sight because they no. don't fit one or two or three. It's, uh, you know, um, knowing what you actually want and going for it. And yep. I think that's a good place to be. Oh, thank yeah. you. I love I love that you say that. The more we can, the more we're prepared, the better choices we make, period. And if you, again, I love what you said, even when you make the choices that aren't right or wrong, practice forgiveness because all of us are, all of us are have insecurities. All of us are trying to figure it out. All of us are um, trying to do the best that we can. And just say that to yourself. And take yeah. a learning lesson from it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yay! Um, Vicky, Vicky saying positive singles love it. It's darn hard enough. Glad we're on this <laughs> together, Betty. Well, we are, we are, we're on it together. And um, Amy, just, you know, you're such a great coach. I'm sure there's people out there who may want your help. Where can they find you if they want your support to try and find the relationship that's right for them? Yeah, I offer a couple of things for uh, your listeners. I have a free um, ebook called The Five Dating Traps, Keeping You Single. You can down that, download that uh, on my website at amythedatingcoach.com. Or if you want to see where you're at and if you're ready to date or not and what areas need development so that you can become a conscious dater, I have a relationship readiness review that I do that's totally free, and you get to spend an hour with me, and I will figure out, you know, what hurdles are in the way and what are, what are great things that are going on with you and so that we can celebrate and then also make some tweaks to make sure you become that conscious dater. Okay, cool. So go check Amy out. Um, you know, we've done a bit of work together, and I know you're a super, super, super coach. So I love I love your stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Definitely love your stuff. Um, and I, I think more people should get help. You know, we sometimes think we've got to do this stuff all on our own, but, you know, sometimes it's good to have that extra uh, set of eyes and ears, someone looking and hearing you. Um, you know, especially when you're talking about your choices and what you do, and actually being help, helping you to kind of just navigate your way through the whole relationship thing. And who knows? I might get to wear that hat. Who knows? I can't wait. Yay! Um, I, I think yeah. you're on your way. I think you're on your way. Oh, I hope so. I definitely hope so. Um, so I want to thank everybody who logged on tonight. Thank you guys so much for coming back and sharing some time with this show and myself and Amy. Um, thank you so much, Amy. I am totally indebted to you for sharing your time and your knowledge and your wisdom with my listeners. It's been amazing having a conversation with you tonight. And even though I was ill, I feel better just talking about stuff <laughs> with you. It's been, it's been fantastic. Um, and I want to thank everybody out there in the virtual world, everybody online, 
uh, tonight. Thank you guys so much. You've been amazing. And I'm going to play you out. I'm going to play you out with Al Green. Let's stay together because I'm feeling that way tonight. All right. So we're going to play out with Let's Stay Together. And I'll see you guys next Thursday. God willing, take care, everyone, and good night.